0: Your Cavaliers are the 2016 NBA champions. This ends the 52-year drought that you have been endlessly reminded of by the national media. Now when you think of the shot, don't think of Jordan over Elo, think of Kyrie drilling the go-ahead three right in Steph's face. When you think of the drive, don't think of Elway envision LeBron coming all the way from Lakewood to swat away Iggy's layup that would have given the Warriors a lead late in the fourth quarter of Game 7. When you think of blowing it, don't think of Jose Mesa in the ninth inning of the World Series. Think of Steph Curry shitting down his legs throughout this championship run. Much like my Boston Red Sox, the curse of the Bambino, the ball through Buckner's leg. All that is forgotten when the Sox won the 2004 2004 World Series. No longer are you the redheaded stepchild of the sports world that everyone can shit on. No, that title goes back to Philadelphia. Instead, you are the world champions. Bask in the glory. Get yourself ready for more titles because forget what Stephen A. Smith is saying. This team ain't going nowhere. Welcome to episode 13 of the Never Ending Ending Glory Podcast. I'm your host, Luke Grilly, and of course, tonight we are talking NBA Finals and only the NBA Finals because, again, Cleveland, you are the world champions. Jerry Burris has been pretty much on a nonstop bender for the past 24 hours. He's coming off it right now. So, Jerry, are you there? Can you even focus on what we're going to be talking about tonight?
1: Uh, I'm here. Um... I had a beer. I had two yep. beers. It's the great yep. Stone Cold and the Kevin Love impersonator once said, I had three beers. <laughs> this has been an absolute whirlwind, night into two days. I, ups and downs, peaks and valleys, and I I think I lost control of my bodily functions at one point. It's been the it's been a blast, Luke. I, I feel like we've we've touched into an inner circle that only you knew about, and uh, we're now part of that VIP club. We are world
0: champions. It has been fun telling you guys to, you know, make sure you go out and pick up the newspaper, uh, make sure you bask in this glory, make sure you pick up all the pennants that will be coming out over the next few months, uh, as much gear as you can get so that you can hang in your man caves. Do it, do it now, because uh, you know, again, it's winning championships are so much fun in sports. You are the champions until game one starts in October next year. Um, it's. Uh, Fantastic, fantastic time to be in Cleveland. I was there last week, and unfortunately, like a little bitch, I went home on Sunday morning. Very disappointed in my decision, but it was either that or get divorced from my wife, so I chose to go with uh, keeping half of half of all my stuff and keeping control of the dog. But, you know, we are talking NBA Finals tonight, and uh, not only do we have our NBA Finals, our NBA guru, Jason Farkey Farkas, but we also have none other than the old unit who was at the parade, or I'm sorry, at in downtown Cleveland during game seven last night. And he's gonna tell us all about he was the man on the street, he'll tell us everything that went down. Um, in, you know, in on West Six or East Six, whatever it is, I forget. I'm sorry, I'm I'm getting my my street names mixed up and I'm on a little bit of a tangent here. I'm excited. But, anyways, we have Farkey, we have Sean. Gentlemen, how you guys doing tonight?
1: Mega pot. <laughs> Fatal four way tonight.
2: Oh, I'm still in combustion stage because I'm down in Florida and I'll be back up there tomorrow.
0: Right. Farkey's going to be making the flight up for the parade that's going on on Wednesday, probably around 11 or 1130 uh, in downtown Cleveland. So he was representing the the great city of Cleveland down in Florida. But uh, of course, Sean is in the the thick of things last night. Uh, He maybe was asked to leave the Harry Buffalo for being too much of a fan, I'd say. Right, Sean?
3: When you pack ninety people into a forty-person room, combustion is probably the appropriate word.
0: <laughs> Again, I wish I go. I, I, I wish I was there to see what happened and see the city of Cleveland celebrate the first title in fifty-two years. But I also wish I was in Cleveland last night to see uh, Sean just absolutely just go raised by wolves and go haywire on, on all the fans and celebrating in the streets of Cleveland. But, again, we are talking Game 7 of the NBA Finals. The Cavs came back from a, a halftime deficit to come back and win 93-89, to 89, and again, bring Cleveland the first championship in 52 years. After last year's loss to the Warriors, the Cavs um, obviously were able to get it done in 7. Uh, Sean said they were done after Game 2, but a, as I mentioned... No, I Kevin said won- the series
3: was... I said the series was over, and I was proven correct. The Series is over. So that's a great that's a great spin was, zone. Was flaming.
0: <laughs> Something was flaming. All right, but um, yeah, the Cavs last night. You know, yeah, my Jerry.
3: Ass after a bunch played hot ways.
0: Jerry, I'll let you tell me. You know, what was your favorite part about last night, other than the win? What do you think is the reason why the Cavs are now NBA champions?
1: Zero Dark Thirty Twenty Three. It's that simple. Um, LeBron James has had the best three past three game run I think I've ever seen in my entire life. And I'm going to go back all the way to the Jordan years. I don't know if I remember playing or seeing Jordan play three games like that back to back to back, where not only did he chew up the stat line, but completely changed the game in every way, shape, or form. Um, and especially last night, I I loved seeing Draymond step up his game and think he was as good as LeBron and then that was notion was destroyed at halftime by far. Uh so watching 23 has been a delight and and I can't put it into words really. It's 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 such a great great thing to watch.
0: Yeah, I'm officially um unable to criticize LeBron James for his on-court play. We'll take that. Well, exactly. I mean, I'll still – hey, he's a professional athlete. They're all douchebags off the court. But on the court, LeBron James did exactly what I wanted to see him do. I wanted to see him lead the Cavs to a championship. I didn't want to see him go to Miami and and pair up with Dwayne Wade and, and go to a championship that way. I want to see him lead his team to a championship. And not only did they win the championship, but he was an absolute dominant force. Ever since Draymond Green called him a bitch – you saw angry LeBron come out, come to play, and you know, don't poke the bear. And Draymond poked he, the bear, and now the Cavs are, not, are world champions.
3: barky I know that. Ch- way more than a bitch, though. Let, let's, I'm let's sure he did. Oh scary. yeah. Like, Again, what, what he, were he went after some man and some like livelihood stuff there, and he did punch him in the nuts. Like, stop punching people in the nuts.
2: <laughs> yeah, you're not
0: five. <laughs> Farky, so you know you've been you've been very. You're pro not out LeBron with your boys James.
3: playing ball tap.
0: <laughs> Farky, you've been very pro LeBron James uh, throughout this whole life of this podcast. So I'll let you uh, gush about LeBron's past three games and his and his overall Finals performance.
2: Well, I'm I'm not going to say I was right in terms of the regular season statistically, but I think we all know that he was kind of saving something up for the playoffs and it, Steph shit down his leg mental midget, couldn't face adversity. So he can he could play all the regular game, fantasy, highlight numbers, every all, all the big all the big things everybody including you were praised him for all year, but when it came down to it, he couldn't step up like LeBron did. And I think that's what separates them. You guys talk about your analytics and your sample sizes. Steph has a two year sample size. LeBron has a thirteen. So I think it was a little premature.
0: Well, I mean, yeah, I, I, we, we can talk about the MVP all we want, but I think when it comes down to I always still said LeBron James was the overall better player.
2: No, I, I don't think- even want to get into that. I'm not even talking about MVP. I'm just talking about, in general, best basketball player in the world, person you want on your team, person who gets it done. LeBron, has he even had a bad finals?
1: Not since I would go back to – well, even when we, when we got run by the Spurs in four games in 07 – I would have to go back and look at his numbers. I don't know if he played poorly. That team was just outmatched in every way, shape, and form. That that was the least talented team he's ever played. Sean, like. Sean's like the only I guy. I'd say Dallas. Yeah. Right, Dallas.
3: Dallas, he didn't. Something yeah. happened. He just. He lost. He kind of went into the Boston game six mode. Right. I, Bur- Burris,
2: I don't want to take away from anything, any of the the attitude that we're all enjoying right now. But he actually, I mean, he wasn't that great last night up until yeah. the middle of the second half. I yeah, mean, he, his exactly shooting right. percentage
0: was terrible. Well, I got to say that I was pretty impressed with LeBron James's troll job when he got off the plane after Vegas because not only did he have little Kermit drinking the tea, you know, saying, well, that's none of my business to all the haters, but like myself, but he also was wearing the Ultimate Warrior t-shirt, which just absolute trump card over the Undertaker t-shirt that he wore after game five I mean he basically said screw you Golden State I am you guys are the Warriors but I'm the ultimate Warrior." and I I absolutely love that move that was such a savage move by LeBron James I don't know what you guys thought about that are you
1: saying that there's a possibility that wrestling did something to help the Cavs win this year
0: I think it did and I think they might have listened to our wrestler draft to be honest as motivation
1: Well, my favorite wrestling Cavs thing is by far the Kevin Love Stone Cold wrestling belt that he's been wearing. I love it. Well, well that and double crushing the Beer is taking two silver bullets to the face,
0: too. Two to the dome. And and let's talk about Kevin Love, too, real quick. After really struggling early on in the series, getting in foul trouble in Game 5 and Game 6 and really not making much of an impact, Kevin Love was fantastic on the boards in the first quarter, and he also played shutdown D on Steph Curry. Uh, late in the fourth quarter when Steph had a chance to put up a three to tie the game, I believe. And I, I think that Kevin Love right there, he might have earned his contract because the defense he played and the offensive rebounds just really gave the Cavs a leg up on this in this game seven.
3: Nobody earned their contract more than Tristan Thompson, though. Tristan Thompson did man's work all playoffs long, and... Everybody that talked about how overpaid he was doesn't realize that on the defensive end, he's fine getting switched on Steph Curry, and he more he's more than adequate defensively against Curry in those switched situations.
0: Andrew's able to hit his free throws, which is pretty huge, too. I, I love Tristan Thompson this series. I think, actually, him and Kevin Love, because Love really wasn't doing much offensively, I think they kind of complemented each other, or not, actually, I'm sorry, I didn't compliments the wrong word. I'd say they kind of uh, were a redundancy on each other that they both got just their monsters on the board in game seven. So it really just goes to show you that I don't think the Cavs need Kevin Love all that much. I think they can trade him for assets and just roll with Kyrie and LeBron as your top two and then figure it out throughout the rest of the starting lineup. That's my hot sports take right now, my developing opinion.
3: Um, I'm trying to celebrate a trophy. I ain't talking trades. I ain't talking about roster yet. I just want I to have t- my shirt off for like four straight days like J.R. Smith and pour shit all over my body like the Little <laughs> Wayne commercials.
2: <laughs>
3: I think the real
2: shame of what's being lost in all of this is the most impactful, important part of this victory, this, this championship, and that's Tyrone Lewis. <laughs> <laughs> oh,
0: you mean that, that because, starting lineup that he had late in the fourth? What was it, Shump, LeBron, Jefferson, Moe, and J.R.? Was, was that the lineup he had in late in the fourth or midway through the fourth that we were all just like what? I don't hell? know. I
2: saw all I saw him doing was staring at the opposite <laughs> the opposite side of the court the entire
3: game. I think R- Rihanna was over there doing something scandalous, probably. <laughs> <laughs> um, Actually, the highlight of of the partying thus far. I mean, there's some great things, and obviously JR's Jr is Jr. But Matthew De do- De Vadova drinking Corona lights and pouring, pointing to the crowd in a Hawaiian shirt and stuff, that guy just uh, has shirt. no idea how to party in the U.S. with an NBA basketball team, and I couldn't love it anymore.
1: Well, did you see all the videos? There's a clear separation between uh, the employees. Then there's Trist- or there's uh, Mozgov and um, Delhi, not really sure what to do. And then there's the kids of the owners it's like three separate groups and one group had way more shirtless people than the others two of them uh mazgov had his jersey on because he wanted to make sure people knew who he was there's not you know confusion but with him and sasha khan i guess and then the <laughs> owner's kids just kind of like look around like they're uh wallflowers at the first makeout party they've ever been to in middle school or something it was hilarious
0: like, like they're at a bar mitzvah or something like that I yeah like- exactly
1: yeah I just want to say I don't think
0: Deli got laid last night I really don't I think everybody else wearing oh you're high no, <laughs> no. first, first of all so- no. he you're was
3: so, high he,
0: he was so out of his element last night that he was just looking around like what do he I do he am have I- been the
1: only one locked in enough to perform let's be real yeah <laughs> the rest of those guys are going to be cramping up because they played too many minutes he's, he's fresh and ready to go no, no doubt I think well, we that did. yeah, he's fresh
2: because we got those four and a half minutes out of uh, Mo Williams because we didn't play <laughs> the stat sheet Williams.
1: He made the stat sheet. You
2: got oh a he shot. He shot an atrocious three and then got a layup from LeBron because he laid in the fifth row for about three and a
1: half minutes. <laughs> when
0: nobody else was on the other side of the floor. That is true. Mo is true.
1: also annoyingly stood at the top of the stairs when he got off the airplane for about forty five minutes and just holding up the entire line. Just Mo oh, snapchatting and instagramming his his trip down the stairs i was really hoping he'd trip and fall like gerald ford and take a tumble
3: wow a gerald (laughs) ford reference jesus (laughs) the rails have came off
1: we're not even (laughs) at the rails coming off yet what can
2: we expect from jr on wednesday though that's
0: what i want to know i'll tell you what when when the celtics won back in 2008 they literally had to hold Paul Pierce up on the duck boats so as it went through the cities, of the streets of Boston. And I think it's going to be like Weekend at Bernie style with Jr. Smith. That guy is going. It's just like Parky Just like when you were up in Maine with us, and your body shut down after 48 hours up straight. The same thing is going to happen to Jr. I, I know he's got a long history of partying, and he knows how to his way around a club. But that body is going to shut down eventually, and I think we're going to see that on Wednesday. Hey, uh, see, I
3: think he gets a cat nap tomorrow. And I actually go the other way. I think we're in store for total debauchery of West Sixth come come Wednesday evening. I shudder to think that the bill and the and the type of damage that, you know, five or six of those cats on that team might do.
2: You call catnap, he calls it 24
3: hour stoned period. <laughs> Little recharge, getting LeBron's hyperbolic chamber. You got to get right. You got to get right. Could you imagine
2: JR laying in LeBron's chamber with it just getting fed by some kind of bowl or
3: something? No, all they're doing is pumping it full of Al <laughs>
1: He's getting an IV of Alizé, just just keeping him fresh. Yeah, Alizé. No, I I said today. I go. They're gonna need him be hooked up to an IV just to keep him hydrated, <laughs> to keep him up ready for the parade. It's hey, gonna be first, it's, it's gonna first be first like you do,
3: walking around with a bag on, like yeah. attached to him. It's first parents. It's all first parents.
1: It is. <laughs> I, you know what though? Like, I don't know if you guys wept. I cried when we won. I cried seeing that video for the first time. And I think I cried listening to Jay Crawford. Cuz you're a bitch. Crawford. That's fine, but <laughs> J- when Jay Crawford was talking about him and his son and all that stuff. Like that that got to me. There's three moments. So if JR can't make you cry, I don't know who can.
2: I didn't I did not cry when JR was crying because I knew that under that podium on his lap he had a firearm. <laughs>
3: I will, I'll say this. His dad was kind of like looking. They was looking over a different direction. He was kind of like, man, shut up. Like, he almost was just like, come on, son. Let's get, he the only, Let's get to the locker room. He yeah. only half
2: embraced him on the hug. Yeah, yeah. It was
3: like he had to hug him because his son's bawling his eyes out. It's cold,
2: dude. Yeah. Hey, this ain't the guy I know carrying double pistols. Where's that, Jr.? <laughs> well,
3: here's here's my other thing. I read a story that Jr. five minutes after that was in the locker room smoking and was repeatedly told by security to put it out and <laughs> proceeded to light everyone else's Every cigar, cigar. Yeah. and say something along the, along the lines of F. Steph Curry. <laughs> I hope this place smells like cigar and, and booze next year when we back. back. <laughs> obviously in Are light of Steph Curry, Stephanie Curry making the comments that he did when he came back to Cleveland in the regular season.
1: You got to think back to like when we made the trade for Shump and from Mozgov. Jr. was a throw-in guy, and now he starts for us. He's a two-way player. It's unbelievable.
3: Chicago told him they didn't want him to
1: yes. come to their team. They said, "You're not reporting. We don't want you." Is it because did LeBron just say like I got this guy and I'll figure yes. it out what to do with them and I'll babysit yes.
3: him or what? That's the number one thing with LeBron is, for as weird as he plays with certain guys like Kevin Love and even Chris Bosh to an extent, Larry Hughes. He has other guys that once they play with him, they're increasingly better. Jr. is one of them. Uh, James the Jones. I don't think it had to do with
2: his attitude. I think it was the fact that he drives a fully armored Hummer and and rolls with nothing but gangsters.
3: I, you have such an interesting take. I have to respectfully disagree. Actually, <laughs> though. That it's well, albeit fascinating, it's kind of illogical. I think actually, like J.R. said, he came to Cleveland and realized all you can do is play video games and shoot baskets. So he got better and tried almost immediately from coming to the to the Cavs. I he will say, just New that. York out till four a.m. or as you call it, you know, rolling around in a Humvee, bulletproof, with all his boys, you know, drinking and smoking blunts. He does do that though, <laughs> off season. Yeah, yeah. Not, yeah.
1: Starting at about eleven o'clock. Wait, for Gilbert Arenas though. They were
2: they got a little fed up with him bringing the guns into the locker room.
3: Well, that's because the Cavs kept kicking their ass. I bring <laughs> guns in the locker room too. <laughs> you guys don't do something to help me out. Y'all getting popped? <laughs> but cr- the funny thing is, Crittenton was more of the gangster. Well, yeah, he, he killed, killed somebody. somebody.
2: That's true.
0: He did actually. Arena's just threatened to kill somebody over Domino. Yeah, talk is cheap. He actually
3: killed a guy. Yeah, talk is cheap. Gangsters are true. <laughs> yeah.
0: Okay, so we have officially gone off the rails here at the Never Ending Party Podcast. Um, well, let's talk about Jared Smith's performance real quick, because in the first half he didn't really do much. However, he really led the charge at the beginning of the second half and scored, I believe, eight points in the third quarter, and is the reason why the Cavs were able to tie it up in the third quarter uh, after Golden State had, I believe it was a seven-point lead at halftime. Eight. Yeah, um, Eight. point lead. it was
3: seven. 49-42, okay. uh, I believe.
0: Yep. So yep, you're right. So you know, Jr. hit a few big shots. I think he had a three and a couple twos. And uh, like I said, he really is. I think he's the reason why the Cavs didn't get demoralized by you know coming into the third quarter down seven points. Um, And then we saw LeBron take over. I mean, I, I think that when you think of NBA finals or just monumental games, you think of plays that really turn the tide. And LeBron James block on Andre Iguodala. Where, like I said, you look at that and he's like 15 feet away from Iggy, then all of a sudden he just goes into overdrive and boom, he went, he was up about 12, 13 feet in the air. That was, that was insane
3: to watch. And was, then, of course. I,
2: I missed that. When was it? Did <laughs> they
3: show that? <laughs> Go to well, Google.com. What, they, what, what everybody's neglecting, and Luke, even you are, though, is for as much as we talk about how great LeBron was, no question, he played every minute of the, the second half. Kyrie Irving was just as fantastic with some of his shots, his layup, and one, three, to actually the game-winning shot, and then just how he was serviceable against Stephanie Curry and the Curry family for all of the, the naysaying nice that they had from the referees and whatever else. Kyrie locked him up. like He, he kicked his ass this series. He kicked his ass.
0: Sean, I actually, did be be perfectly, perfectly honest i i wanted to coming come into this episode with a hot sports take that i i thought kyrie was the mvp but you if you look at the numbers oh. of lebron james and how filthy they were and how good they were i was like all right i'm not even going to go down that road yeah cuz uh, we would have killed you you would but i'll tell you what i think that while lebron was absolutely padding the stat sheet um, kyrie irving made big Big shots. I mean, he made circus shots off the backboard, like you said, for an and one. I just think that he made, he had a lot more impactful buckets than LeBron did, but obviously LeBron just had, his stats were otherworldly. I mean, like I said, this was an all time um, performance by LeBron James, so I understand. I, I think you can. I don't want to say make an argument for Kyrie Irving to be the MVP, but I think you can take a look at it and say, you know what? It maybe it wasn't unanimous, but I mean, LeBron James well, was, was fantastic. Uh, correct. No. Correct. You cannot make an argument. Okay. Well, so
3: far, I mean, for you'd <laughs> agree with this: the two best players in the series were on the Cavs. Absolutely. 100. And the other fact is, from from a Kyrie, I think there's a pivot there, though, Luke, and it's maybe not the best in the series. It might be the best player in a series that LeBron's ever played with. That's counting, obviously, Dwayne Wade. Yeah. Kyrie, for the series, other than the 10-point game, Game 2, I believe, He, it was, it was just incredible. He was better than what Dwayne Wade was for LeBron because at that time, LeBron was more peak than he is now. Kyrie had to do more than Dwayne Wade ever had to do.
2: Here's a great, great question. Did he outplay... Wade when Wade won it with Shaq. No, I don't that's think that's a good so. one. I,
3: I, that was that was about as good. That was peak Wade.
2: Yeah, that's as good as it gets there. I think he actually and and, and Monty
3: McCutcheon and Donahue and some of the others helped him immensely in that series.
0: Yeah, I mean, I'm looking at Dwayne. or I'm sorry, Kyrie Irving stats from the NBA Finals. And like you said, Sean, other than the game two where he scored 10 points, I mean, he had 26, 30, 34, 41, 23, 26. Uh, played dominant defense on on uh, Steph Curry, or Stephanie Curry, as you like to call him. Um, you know, and, and you just saw Steph force so many shots, and he looked so uncomfortable throughout the last, last few games and pretty much throughout the whole series. And, you know, I'm surprised we're not hearing more about how. Steph isn't injured or is injured, and he actually—I'll tell you—I'll tell you what. No, we're not hearing it, but I'll tell you what. He was actually uh, pretty interesting after the game. You know, he—he was he, being very facetious. I'm not injured. We didn't play well. I mean, he was actually being very real with with the media. So it was actually at least good to see that that he just realized that they flat out got outplayed. And I mean, like I like I said coming into the series, I thought the Cavs. We're outplaying the Warriors, and and for the most part, obviously because they won the series, even some of the games they lost, I felt like the Cavs were just the, the better team. So, um, you know, Kyrie definitely stepped up in the in the postseason, um, and it, it's amazing to think, you know, what would have happened if, if Kyrie were healthy last year, because maybe we,
2: we might be talking about back-to-back championships if that was the case.
1: Without question, they would have been back-to-back if he's playing.
2: I, I'm dis I'm disappointed that they're losing Richard Jefferson though because I, he could sign somewhere for probably a year or two right now. Yeah, I mean he's a great locker room guy.
3: I, yeah, I think if he played, he played for the Cavs. I just I think he's done. He wants to ride off on the sunset. I Dude, think did you he know he turns thirty six. He turns thirty six this week. Well, he still got bounds. Like he's I mean he he can still he can give you 10, 15 minutes. He's what we thought Sean Marion was going to do for us last year, and Sean Marion was a damn corpse with yeah, that absolutely. broken jumper. <laughs> it was, ugh. Is he even
0: in the NBA anymore?
1: Marion. No, no. no, no. He, no. he retired last year. He got That's that He retired before the finals started. Wrap he your head not. around the fact
2: James Jones is in the NBA and Sean Marion is not. <laughs> I, if, say, you I was got pretty, got if
3: you've got an elite skill, you can hang around a lot longer, and James Jones can shoot it. Yeah, well. I guess my question is is how excited are we now for the All woman Ghostbusters in a month? <laughs> Cuz Kobe Bryant has officially he he sold me. I mean I was so looking it. I was not looking forward to watching the movie, but then I watched clips of Kobe Bryant who's not in the damn movie <laughs> and now it's supposed to sway me to watch that crap.
0: Well, what made you more excited was it the the Knicks with Carmelo, Mozgov, uh, uh, Spike Lee, and somebody else? Me, did, did that Moz- get you more excited, or was it? it let's or was be it, honest.
3: If Carmelo's our only option to hunt ghosts, man, <laughs> I'll just be I'll be Casper for all I care because we got no shot if Carmelo's our last line in defense.
1: So here's here's the great marketing plan by the NBA and um, whoever's putting out Ghostbusters, the, the female version. We can't get the male audience to be. Ready for this? They already hate it, right? So let's take the most hateable NBA yes, star of the yes. past 15 years and just add him right to it. That, that's let's a perfect. Just double down on selfish bullshit. <laughs> I'm
2: not going to yeah. say any names, but we've actually Sean and I are on another chat. A guy that's pretty knowledgeable played college basketball, and he has tried to make a defense for bringing Carmelo over in our emails, and it's really shocking.
3: Yeah, it particularly I. Well, I mean, our, our other buddy um, who play he, he wants no part of it, too. He, he doesn't like that he's not a winner. Oh, he's That's not. That's my biggest argument. Is I, I want someone, for all the, the crap that Kevin Love got, the level of effort. I mean, Stephanie Curry, by the way, why he didn't drive past him and just shoot a layup or a floater. They just – another thing the media just doesn't want to touch because, oh, we love him and he's so adorable and everything else. He took like a running leaner that you take at Grand Slam USA or, you know, at, the, at Cook Park or some some playground somewhere with, what, 45 seconds, 30 seconds to go. He it let looks Kevin like a half-court love, shot. He let Kevin Love guard him for 16 seconds. Kyrie or- would have spun him around – pulled his underwear over his head, and de them, him, and then got buckets.
2: Or he could have tried a behind-the-back pass to the side. Oh, yeah, that was the best. <laughs> With 5'10 to go,
3: tied in, in Game 7 of the NBA Finals. And immediately it, started chewing the mouth guard. Just chews the mouth guard like a little bitch.
2: Those guys had no concern for this game, none. And it, oh, they, they, thought they're, they thought they were going to walk in. After
0: game f- after game five, they thought we were going to walk into Cleveland and, and take him. I mean, I mean, there you could tell that they were just even Steve Kerr came out and said after the game, "We thought we were going to win this series," and you know they just overlooked the Cavs. And like I said, they got LeBron angry, and you won't like LeBron when he's angry. And he showed he showed some balls. I I am I am done criticizing him. And, you know, Clay Thompson
3: called him out. Clay Thompson called him out. How'd that end up, fellas? How'd that end up for Clay Thompson? And what did LeBron do? 41-41-27 and probably averaged a damn triple-double.
1: Not to de- I'm not going to de- I'm not going to defend the Warriors at all, but if you look at it in this perspective. So let's go back to the beginning of the series. And they're going to put this out there. They're going to say, we're going to play a, f- a seventh game winner-take-all in Oracle, and we're going to let you have 15 three-pointers in the first half. Do you think you like your chances? I think the Warriors say, absolutely. Let's do this. And... It blew up in their faces, it, and that's why there's so much shock, and it's almost disturbing the look on some of these uh, Warriors players' faces, like how they got beat. They couldn't have imagined getting beat like this, and yeah, that's but, why
3: they are amazing. They didn't shoot any twos. No. At some point, but you didn't. have to own the, the six to eight feet around the basket. You have to still play big boy basketball. Exactly. Because after seven games, you get the shit beat out of you. Your legs are weak. They had no one that just could put it on the deck. And actually, the guy that they saved him last year was Igudala. He got hurt this year. If he gets hurt last year, we win the chip last year. Yeah, It's, shot, it's, it's just they got, they got got the stars aligned, and then Curry made some shots in the last game.
1: God, Bogut say that got again. Got hurt. Jay, say that
2: again. I said Bogut got hurt. Don't you guys understand?
3: <laughs> well, I will say this. As weird as, and as little as they played him, he did give them a little bit where LeBron wouldn't uh, overly attack. When he would come out of games, everybody just pinned their ears back come game five, game six, and seven. That was the one thing that made me confident, is I felt like we could get good shots if we played team basketball. Now, we just went through stretches, even at the end of the game, where we didn't play good team basketball. Kyrie shot, you know, no one else wanted to take a shot at that point because everybody else had missed. And
2: has anyone figured out, or has Kerr even admitted, why all those minutes
3: went to Azili? Who can give it to? Vareja? Yeah, yeah. and Vareja. But
1: but oh. was, was, an was an abortion, though.
3: Guys, Vareja was an abortion. He doesn't run their offense. He runs around chicken with his head cut off. And he, he played just, eight
2: minutes yesterday, and I heard he was a negative nine. Yeah, that's <laughs> not nope. me. I mean. He's just, He's
3: clueless.
0: Three thousand eight minutes, negative nine, one point, one assist, no rebounds.
3: Oh. Um,
0: I think <laughs> actually, co- I, th- I think it comes down rank. to it comes down to that um, the the Cavs, they're big two, Played well in game five, six, and seven. In Game 5, 6, and 7, it really came down to Golden State only had one guy perform. Last night was Draymond Green, 11 for 15, 6 for 8 from 3, 14, or 15 boards, 9 assists, 32 points. You had Steph Curry and Klay Thompson combined for uh, 12 for 36 from, from the field, 6 for 24 from 3, uh, 31 points. I mean, Klay uh, was a minus 11, Curry was a minus 3. I mean, the Cavs, just their big two outplayed the the golden state big 2 and and it, that is the difference in the series and it's just great to see that again the consistency from lebron and kyrie which that was a big concern coming into the series is kyrie irving has been inconsistent mainly in
2: the regular season but um, anyone can say what they want though here's it outside of lebron's numbers because there there were some games in these playoffs where he had some really i, I would say non-impactful triple-doubles, but he still demands so much attention that he's pulling two and sometimes three guys away from the rest of the offense. But you know
3: what? Even Kevin Love did that yesterday in the last six, seven minutes. We were able to get some driving lanes because he's spotting up in a corner and as kind of in sufficient as he was offensively at times throughout the, particularly the finals but even the playoffs, he does draw at least his man, and that's usually a big man, out towards him. So it opens up driving lanes and yeah, allows us to have hard. kind of a hybrid offense that not many teams can recreate. People are right. still kind
2: of thinking in the back of their mind, shit, we still can't leave him over there.
3: Yeah, exactly.
0: So, listen, we know how the cast played last night. We know how they were in 5, 6, and 7. Uh, Cavs are NBA champions. So, but what I really want to talk about is what I missed out on. I was in Cleveland for Game fo- for game 6. Uh, didn't go to the game, obviously, but I was in the city, and I was able to just see the fans' reactions. Sean, you were, like I said, the man on the street for us for the NeverEnding Glory podcast. I want to hear what the streets of Cleveland were actually like. I saw the videos. I saw the pictures. But give us that firsthand account of once the buzzer sounded and the Cavs were world champions, what happened?
3: So, it, it you almost can't do justice. You see all the videos. and What you don't capture on the videos, though, is there's hundreds of folks like myself and my brother and fiance and others where some of us were just taken aback, where we would stand and just stare. So, we were at Young Daniel's Crib, East 9th, or West 9th, I'm sorry, walked over to West 6th and stood there and... There's a group doing a step show to the right. There's a cop car with cops just standing around it to the left from the alley. We're right across from Barley House. It's insane. Cars are driving, but they're not. They're just honking. People are sitting up on their hood. I I watched one guy stand on his hood, get up get off of his hood there's a massive dent he punches his hood and the dent like pops back up and doesn't exist anymore and it was just like that was so symbolic of all the shit that's going on all the crap that's happened historically and yeah i got that dent i'll just bang on it and it goes back and it's i don't know if I can say brand new brand new cuz the ride was a hoopty and it was a piece of junk but <laughs> it was just like it was so fitting and funny and then it, it's just there's drunk people everywhere and all I could think was they're going to riot, they're going to do something stupid, and it's going to take away all the luster. And to not have any issues, you know, I kind of tweeted that out uh, this afternoon that I was really proud that everybody was just all about just kind of the, the excitement of it, kind of the love of it, and just taking it back. And you could bump into somebody, and it didn't have to turn into a fight. It was just really refreshing. Now, at the bar that we were at during the game, that's a different story, but, you know, what are you going to do? Um, but the atmosphere there, having been at Golden State on Monday, having been in San Francisco, and sitting out in public watching that game with all of those those quasi-fans, I can't even begin to tell you how stark the contrast is. It, it's just it, – it, it's immeasurable.
0: Well, and and again, I think you're absolutely right. Anybody being from New England, going to Cleveland – Anybody I talk to, I say that the Cleveland fans are the best fans in the world. I I've, and I'm not saying that to kiss your ass or to boost your ego. I just you you guys are passionate. You've been through like we mentioned before a bunch of heartache, and I'm so happy to see that you guys finally got the championship. Um, I will say that I don't expect the same thing to happen if and when the Browns ever win a championship. I agree. Uh, I think that that city's going to burn. The the river will light on fire again. It's a much different. Fan, uh, the, uh, the Brown fan is much different than the Cavs fan. The Cavs fan is a little bit more uh, laid back, a little bit more, I don't want to say, uh, a little more front runner bandwagon. Whereas the Browns fan, that is just a hardened person who has lived through too much travesty, too much Johnny Manziel, too much Tim Couch, too many sub zero days of the Dog Pound. Um, you know, so so you're right, Sean. It is good to hear. I, I, my favorite tweet of the night was uh, this guy who probably got twelve thousand retweets, um, saying that. And it sounds like on the scanner that <laughs> the Cavs fans have stolen a fire fire truck. Um, ends up that wasn't the case. Uh, the, I will. I'll give props out to the Cleveland Police Department. Their Twitter account was fantastic. They were kind of spelling all these rumors and and just saying, you know. Cavs fans, have fun. Be safe. You guys are doing great so far. Um, so I will I will echo your sentiments that I am proud of the Cleveland sports fans who were able to keep it in control last night because, to be perfectly honest, I thought the city was going to burn. That was part of the reason why I got out of there Sunday morning. Um, but hindsight's always twenty twenty, and I do miss uh, the fact that I wasn't there.
3: Well, here's the thing. I will say there was a similarity with one thing with San Francisco and Cleveland from last Monday to last night. And it was, in fact, burning. You would have thought West 6 had legal medical marijuana or legal <laughs> marijuana because that place was a contact buzz waiting to happen for folks. Uh, and there was cops standing around, and there didn't seem to be a whole lot of care in the world. So props to everybody how it was handled. And if you think of it this way, you let those folks get high, all they're going to do is want to go eat and simulate the economy more by buying chips <laughs> and whatever else. So it worked out pretty well. Um I was particularly pleased, and the, you know we were missing the, the old king of Cleveland, Jay, Jay Farkas, But as he said, he's coming into town tomorrow, and Hell's no doubt coming with him.
2: And and we lost only one police cruiser.
3: Yeah, and that that thing sucked, anyways. It didn't even it wasn't even painted right. It was an undercover, <laughs> and they needed it. They needed a new bodywork on it. <laughs> And apparently, windshield work.
1: It's not like they yeah. lost it. You know, it didn't move, um, so they they were able to pick it up right away. You know, it's just a little bit of a replacement on the windshield. I was two words: safe, light, replace, repair. <laughs> well, <be> careful, <laughs> don't don't hawk them unless we're getting ad money for this thing. But uh, <laughs> that's true. We pay Sean, are them. you gonna make it? Are you gonna make it on Wednesday?
3: Man, I don't know. I got I got this work. We'll figure it out. We'll see. <laughs>
0: I got this work. I like that. It's, it sounds only, it's, like,
3: it's at eleven, right? I just sent the info. I think eleven o'clock. Yeah, we'll see. I got. I got to find a way. Uh, tomorrow's a big day. Tomorrow. Tomorrow's my game seven. <laughs> 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 well,
0: final Sean. I know that he'll find a way to make it happen. Uh, that is his game seven, as he just said. That sucked. Um, anyway. Anyways, guys. I mean, we've. Pretty much covered everything. We've covered the game. We we mentioned the build up to Game Seven. We talked about Game Seven. We talked about the championship and what it means to the city. Um, talked about how cordial the Clevelanders were. Um,
3: and talked you know, to Ghostbusters.
0: Talk <laughs> Ghostbusters are pretty yeah. fantastic. We
2: talked um, Kobe we talked sucked you in.
3: Yeah. Oh yeah, we'll have a big weekly like lead up pod. How about that for, for that? I want to call it a film, but I'm <laughs> summer sure movie pods. All, right. yeah, All right. Yeah, yeah, we'll so, do that
0: a summer movie review. I like that. Yeah. We're not
3: going to watch any of the ones we're going to review, but we're just going to just uh, you know, <laughs> hypothesize how shitty they are. I know where
2: Sean got this this idea from because he used to do it himself on KNR is the Road Man. He used to have a movie review segment.
3: I definitely did not get it from from that, but uh, <laughs> keep keep trying to keep trying to uh, create a narrative. <laughs>
0: Well, anyways, gentlemen. Um, again, this is this is your time to shine. Uh, do you guys have any closing remarks about the the championship and what we have, what we can expect from from now until October?
3: Yeah, uh, Steve no. Or- I mean, my closing thought is simple. I just want Jarrett Smith to just be wrapped in a condom so that we don't have so many unwanted <laughs> pregnancies over the next three to six months. <laughs>
1: I was gonna say Ray something Marcus. else, but I just got totally derailed. There's the first. There's the derailment. <laughs> it's for it's for mom and dad. Whatever it is. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Fark, you got anything? Oh,
2: listen, I'm, I could not be more excited. It in my my championship celebration starts in about 36 hours. Right. Right. Well.
0: With well, that being said, Farky, I wish you the best of luck in your trip up to Cleveland as you return as the true king of Cleveland. Sean, get some rest. Try to find a way to make it happen so you get there on Wednesday. Uh, I expect to see a lot of pictures from the group chat, regardless of Sean makes it or not. And and Jer- Jerry, um, why don't you stay, keep it easy on the IPH for the next few days. Um, if I know you, I know you'll be uh, pretty under the weather. The bender's on. All... I mean,
1: let's just stay in it. I'm trying to I do mean, a Paul Pierce thing here. Hey, hear I'm the telling talk. you guys,
3: we're going to have another one in about four months, as long as we get Michael Brantley healthy. Hot take. i oh, mean <laughs> You heard it here first. Get them flicker of fire, Miles Farkas. You're coming <laughs> back to Cleveland. Well, with that
0: being said, guys, thank you very much for joining us tonight. Again, Cleveland, celebrate, cherish this moment. Your calves are champions. We are the Never Ending Glory Podcast. Please make sure you find us on Twitter at Glory Podcast, on Facebook Never Ending Glory Podcast. Send us emails, send us movie reviews because we're probably not going to go see Star, um, not Star Wars. We're not going to go see Ghostbusters. That's it. At negpodcast at gmail.com, and of course find us on iTunes. Uh, search in Never Ending Glory Podcast. This is Never Ending Glory, Glory Podcast. Thank you for your time, and uh, we'll talk later. Go calves.